Welcome to the More to Motherhood podcast. If you have a calling on your heart to play bigger, to impact more people with your business, mission, or the team that you've created, but you can't seem to get there, then this is the perfect podcast for you. Together, we will rise by smashing the glass ceilings and stepping into our greatest potential. Hi, I'm Kristen, busy wife and mama of three, top 1% network marketer, and your new sassy best friend. I believe that as a busy mom boss, you have what it takes inside of you to be an incredible mom and an empowered businesswoman. If you're ready to do the work, I'm ready to be your BFF and mentor you on this journey to help you create your six-figure side hustle and beyond. It's time to uncover the more inside of your motherhood. Let's do this. Today, I'm Courtney Koenig, igniting your human design to become a powerful, profitable, purposeful boss of your business, of your career, and of your life. This is a beautiful um, interview that we have on today, a beautiful live reading with Kristen Seminiego. And she is the creator of a multidimensional brand, More to Motherhood. She shows driven hot mess mamas how to create a successful six-figure income on social media by teaching them the automation, the strategies, and the growth tactics to work while working full-time with a family. Uh, She's a top recruiter and leader in her network marketing space and has recently launched a new company because of her expertise in creating winning systems and tools. Uh, She's an inspirational speaker and presenter on topics of social media and recruiting. She has shared the stage with legends of the industry like Hal Arad, uh, Rob Sperry, Fraser Brooks, Ray Higdon, and just to name a few. So um, I'm excited to have Kristen on with us today, and she's also a generator. Hi, Kristen. Thank you so much for being on today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm super excited about this. I can't wait to kind of hear like more, get to know more about myself and like how I can use these gifts to help other people. I am excited to teach you. I'm excited to dive into this and give you a glance into your chart. I like to get to know our guests on um, first before we dive into your chart. So I would love to hear what is your favorite book or show that you've been into lately? Okay. So um, I my favorite book is um, You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. I love that book. Yes. I've listened to that multiple times. Um, and I have on Audible. And then the show that I've watched, and I'm, I'm a little behind, but um, I just finished Stranger Things with my son. We've been watching that. So good. So good. I mean, a little scary, but good. Oh, that's awesome. I've heard good things about that show, you know? Yep. Yeah, really amazing. Um, what is your favorite place to travel to? Where is a place that you love to go to? Well, oh my gosh. I, so I have this cabin where I grew up. It's in Massachusetts and it's in, it's called Miles Standish State Forest. And so there's no electricity there. Um, I grew up going there every single summer and there we had like a cottage on a lake, literally no electricity. I know it doesn't sound glamorous, but no electricity, like an outhouse, like it's kind of old school. Um, but it's, so it's kind of like camping, but like you get to sleep in a bed. Um, cause I'm not a fan of camping, which I know sounds kind of funny because you're like, you're kind of describing camping, but, um, I just grew up there. And so, um, when every summer there, I used to remember running to the payphone to make phone calls, but that's how old I am, <laughs> um, at the public beach. And, um, we used to just go like, we had a sailfish, So it's like a little sailboat, but it's not like a boat. It's just flat and you sit on it, you sail canoe, um, just like such a great time. Cause it's like, 
so different than now, like free from distraction and just kind of like super peaceful um, and so much fun. So. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And that it's the, the peace that it brings in is just like none other, especially for a generator. Cause you're going, going all the time. Yes. And so to have those moments where you're like, wow, this is actual renewal. Yay for me. You know? Yeah. I gotta be honest. It's a little hard when I go there now versus when I grew up. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm like no service. Like, uh, yeah. so it's a little, it can be a little bit stressful, but I'm like, it's, it's kind of like kind of forcing me to be in the moment um, of like just enjoying like the quiet because I am so like, go, go, go. So it is a little hard for me, but it's good too. And it's just kind of like nostalgic too. Cause that's where I grew up. So we went there this last mm-hmm. summer. Um, it took my kids there, which is kind of cool. Cause I used to go there every summer, but now I live in Florida. So we don't make it up as often. Oh, I was going to ask you where you live. Were you on the hurricane side of Florida or no? So luckily we were on the East coast of Florida. Okay. So we didn't get hit as hard. The only thing that was kind of crazy, but I've yeah. never really experienced with other hurricanes because I've been living here for like over 14 years was oh. the tornadoes that we got like because of the backlash mm-hmm. of the storm. So there you hear of like having tornadoes and we've had some like tornado warnings in the past mm-hmm. just from storms. Like, cause I live a little bit more, um, west like so i'm east of okeechobee lake which is kind of in the center of florida that kind of like divides the state in half almost so that was kind of crazy because we actually did have some tornadoes touch down across from my husband's work which is further away from us like we weren't in any like real danger but five minutes from my house my friend had a tornado that like kind of brushed by our house and got a tree instead so it's just it's crazy. It was a crazy storm, but I'm, I'm super grateful. And I'm, I'm praying for everyone on the other south coast of Florida, because that was really uh, devastating for a lot of people. Yes. Yes. I've seen all the uh, news come in and the pictures and I'm just like, and I've been to that side yeah. to Fort Myers and um, Clearwater. And but anyway, I love that Gulf side and it's so crazy to see all that devastation. So yeah, um, I am so excited to jump into your chart I'm really excited. I want to, we're going to go through layers of your chart. Now, human design gives you a chart of the gifts that you were born with. And then I take action upon those gifts. So we look at um, also what are our challenges within how do we show up in the world, right? So, and what are layers to our human design chart that we can really integrate into our business and into our lives to make those greater changes. So I always think about like a car, right? A car is that it's going down the freeway. And when there's a lot of traffic, it feels congested and ooey and you can't go very fast, right? Human design is like being on an open freeway and going as fast as you want to with a smooth speed, with beauty. And it's really satisfying, right? You can roll down the windows, enjoy the ride, instead of it feeling like treachery or this is really hard, you know, to go through. So the first layer of your human design chart and the first layer that I always, always recommend to people to step into is learning about their type and then taking action upon that type. So your type is a generator and you have this gift of this go, go, go energy. Now you might have been like, well, that's how I always live life, you know, which you have, but that is so special. That is beautifully special. It's amazing how much you can get done in a day and in a month and a week and a year, right? You're hitting those goals with this powerful force of energy and your gift is also to believe in others 
as you accomplish these tough goals. So you can rally a team, you can rally those that you coach to hit their tough goals as well. And you have this magnetizing energy that people are just drawn to you because when you're working in your passion, it is almost like um, these magnets drawing others towards you and you're just in the center and they just can't help but say, Kristen, what are you doing? Tell me about it. I want to join out upon you. It's so inspiring. Oh my goodness. You know, now this abundance energy um, is increased when you're satisfied with what you've done. You know, so oftentimes generators or manifesting generators, because you guys both have this enormous energy, feel like, well, I didn't get 500 things done today. <laughs> I didn't hit my goal this today or this week like I wanted to, you know, so it's not quite the perfect day for me or they're looking for perfect days, right? Mm -hmm. Perfect days means you're task oriented, you're getting all these things done, you're managing everything, right? Um, uh, with this powerful um, ability. Now, in, again, you often have unmet, um, unrealistic expectations. And um, do you, you're nodding your head, you're laughing. So can you tell me, um, do you, can you tell me about that first? Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> I was talking to someone one day and um, they're like, your, your strength and also your Achilles heel is that you think that you can do all these things. And normally like I can for the most part until like you get to a certain point. So, um, so I, I do have like a ton of energy and, and it's interesting too, because like, although we know like other people aren't like us, like it's hard sometimes when you're like, so go, go, go. And you do all of these things, um, you know, then like I have my husband who's the opposite. And I really, this is just making me want to find out what type he is because he is oh, not yeah. a generator, a hundred percent. I already know this um, because he's just like relaxing. Like, I'm like, you did like one thing today. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, I finished like what you do in a week and like three hours. So right. what's going on here? Um, right. So it's just, it's just kind of like unrealistic expectations I have of myself sometimes because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, like you should see my to-do list for today. And I know I'm not going to get everything done today because, but I, but, I, but I'm determined to, to really try. And it's one of those things where I have to learn to give myself grace if I don't, because I can be really hard on myself if I'm like, man, I didn't do X, Y, Z. And I just keep moving these things to the next day because I'm used to accomplishing all these things. But on the flip side of that, it's also like my expectations of others sometimes can be a little unrealistic too, because they're not, they're, they're not like me. And I have to, that's something that, you know, I see all the time with my husband. I'm like, okay, well, I just have to remind myself, like we're different people. We have different expectations. But for me, it's like one of those things where I'm like, I have to realize that and, and, you know, give myself grace, but also others like we're not all the same and we operate differently. So I can have a little bit of an unrealistic expectation of myself, but, you know, admittedly so like of other people. And I always have to check myself. That is really beautiful. Yeah. And it's, um, knowing I, the people that surround us, whether it's our team members, our family in a corporate world, what are their design types so they can best utilize and harness their abilities. So, um, I work, I'm a projector. And so I don't have that immense amount of energy. And so I used to, in my own mind, compare myself 
um, to my husband who is a generator and he can get tons of stuff done in a day. But what I can do is I'm like, I can see the shortest distance to a completed goal and I can get the necessary steps and not add to my plate the unnecessary steps, you know, or outsource more. And so building support. And so it's really helped to frame my relationship with myself and with my husband, but also my team members too, you know? So I want to make sure that I have team and my team members are generators, <laughs> you know, so that we can um, coordinate and I can um, look at that. Also, um, do you have a practice or in your coaching program, do you have a practice that helps acknowledge those wins, you know, and helps acknowledge, um, maybe your, and your coaching clients, do you have them do a practice of like, Hey, look at all that you did. This is amazing. Yes. Because I do have clients that are like, it, it's like, it's like you were saying, they're comparing themselves to someone else or like, you know, whatever. And, and they're not the same type of person. And it's just kind of like, you know, one, it's like, I have to practice what I preach too, because like, I have to give myself grace for not doing all the things that I want. Same with my coaching clients, like look at everything that you have done, you know, what you've accomplished, how far you've come. Like this one girl, like she had like an insane amount of volume and it was all her, it was all customers. And she was like, kind of like beating herself up that she didn't have enough team members. And I was like, but like, I can't do what you have done. Like you're, you, you're different in that sense. Like I can recruit like hundreds of people, but I, like, she had this really like amazing relationship with clients and customers. She was doing awesome. And I'm like, look at all that you've done, like give yourself some grace and like celebrate that one. And I feel like often too, in general, mm -hmm. um, regardless of type, we, as women, especially, but moms too, we don't take time to celebrate those wins. We just kind of like, especially like I see in myself and I see it in others, like they're like, okay, I did this. So on to the next thing. Like, cause they're trying to keep yes. up with the, the, you know, the Joneses or like the next goal. And so I do see that a lot. And it's kind of just this taking a step back and like writing out, like all that you've accomplished, you know, to show yourself, like, look at what you've done, like, or creating a vision board and seeing all that you've accomplished on the vision board, like visual stuff too. That's yeah. And that's what I um, coach my generators and my manifesting generators to do. I'm like, to look at realistic expectations, you know, we're human beings. We are, you know, you're not like superwoman, even though you really are, you know, um, but look at like, what are those wins? And that fuels your energy even more it fuels that the process of like, well, I won today and generators really love that feeling of I won today. And so what does that look like for the individual and um, managing those expectations. Mm -hmm. Now, another part on your chart that we always like to look at and that really stood out to me is your profile. So when people are learning about their human design, their type, their profile and inner authority are the really key ones that we can get down first. And your inner, um, your profile really stood out to me. Now your profile is made up of two numbers. It's yours is a six, two. And the first number is the way you see yourself. And the second number is the way others see you. Now, this is really fun because sometimes we have blind spots for how we show up or how do others see us. So this gives us an inside look as to um, yeah. what's going on with that, you know, and it's so important in business to know, like, how are we showing up and how can we lean into that even more and how do people see us? So the number six, this is the way you see yourself. You are a wise sage. You have innate wisdom 
and you're wise to life. You have all the answers inside of you. It's creating that space to see those answers and trusting yourself to see those answers. Um, others are meant to see you as a role model. They look up to you. And that's part of the reason they naturally gravitate towards you is because you have this role model aura about you. Do you know this energy that people are like, oh, okay. Um, and whenever we, like before we even speak, before we even say anything, our energy speaks to others, right? And it's pulling and um, them towards us or pushing them away, right? <laughs> if we're not aligned. Now, the number two is the natural. There are certain things you seem effortlessly good at without even really knowing how you got there. There's this pressure in the world to have lots of qualifications, but you don't need to earn all these qualifications because this um, naturally gifted talent and whatever you decide to put your energy towards just comes to you. I mean, it takes work, but it just flows easier towards you than it would. Um, you have this zone of genius that just readily appears. Now, the, when the six and the two come together, you like to focus on depth and meaning. Your business is about seeing a higher standard of how things can be done um, and how things can be better and bringing those ideas to life. You tend to lean towards perfectionism because you want everything to be like right on, you know, um, but let that perfectionist kind of release and relax into it. And, and that comparison kind of drop out because you're just gifted. You have this zone of genius just right inside of you. And all it takes is the space to allow it to come to others um, and to allow it to be recognized by yourself as well. So how um, have in your coaching practice, how have you seen this gift um, through your experience in your journey and in your practice? Yeah. So it's uh, so funny that you say that because like I am very hard on myself. I think we uh, just said that too, because it's just kind of in my you know, personality a little bit, but, um, but also, you know, with, with that, it's just kind of, um, I don't know, like, like you were saying, like recognizing it and, and myself. And it's so funny that you say that because for the last year, and I know we talked about this before we hopped on, I've been going through the season of where I call it my midlife crisis, like ongoing midlife crisis is just a thing. <laughs> and it's just because I have felt like, you know, maybe it's a little bit that, that perfectionism too. I was definitely a perfectionist growing up, like all A's, like had to have it a certain way, like to the point where it was unhealthy at times because yeah. I was such a perfectionist. Um, and so I, I, I've kind of taken that and I've, I've, I've all about imperfect action. Like definitely mm -hmm. like, I'm like, okay, if things aren't perfect, I'm just going to go for it. Um, because I am an action taker, obviously, but at the same time, this whole like past year is like kind of like this second guessing of like, you know, abilities and, you know, am I doing the thing that I'm meant to be doing? Am I doing like, am I living in alignment? I love to coach people. And so I know that's my passion because people have come to me and said, like, you're just like a natural teacher. And I was a teacher at one point, which is interesting. Um, and I just love to do it when I'm coaching and I'm training. I feel like I'm like on top of the world. I just, I love it. So I do get that feeling of like, this is like what I'm meant to be doing and I could do it all day long and it doesn't feel like work, which is kind of another topic because I have kids. So I need to, you know, separate myself from work sometimes because 
I love it so much. I'm having so much fun that it doesn't seem like work that I could do it all the time. Um, and motherhood doesn't necessarily come easy to me because I love to work. So I could never be a stay at home mom because I just love what I do. I'm so passionate about it. Um, so just that, like, you know, maneuvering. So this past year, I've definitely felt like I need to be open more to receiving like what I'm meant to be doing. Um, and, and so it's so funny that you say that because I'm like, yes, this is so on point. <laughs> yes. And I love that um, ability of being aware of that imperfect action is better than nothing, you know, and especially because you have so much um, wise ability within yourself that that perfectionism is going to squelch that wise abilities and being able to bring to the world ways that can be better, you know, your coaching practices can be better. And so it's one of the greatest chains that binds us down is that perfectionism, you know? And so to have that kind of insight, like, okay, I'm going to really be watchful over that, you know, and, and notice that kind of as like, okay, here it comes creeping on, right? Because it just becomes such a part of the process that it's like, okay, let's deshackle that, you know? It totally is. Well, I see it too in clients. And, and also like, I see it like now, like kind of like, you know, just like at, even as top leaders, even as coaches, like all the things, like people look at me and I'm very, I try to be very real with people because everyone struggles, like even myself. And so like when you were saying like, and this is why I think this is knowing your human design is so important and so awesome is because like exactly what you said of like recognizing that when you said like the, how I have these skills, it's kind of like, I do like, you know, it's kind of like, you're like, really? Um, because sometimes it doesn't feel like that. Um, but it's kind of like knowing that you have this inside of you and just kind of being more open to receiving it. And this is where I've been my whole, like this past year and trying to like re I had a coaching program. I kind of like, was like, this isn't good enough. Kind of like what you said earlier, like I need to find a way to make it better, how to stand out more, how to help more people. So it's kind of like, I'm trying not to let that perfectionism come in, but I really want it to be like this top level program and how can I make it better for people and all the things. And so that's just kind of where I've been this past year is like making sure that I'm in alignment and I am not second guessing myself because sometimes, you know, we all do it right. Even, yes. even people, we, we show up on social media and it's kind of like this, um, uh, you know, the, all the, all the perfect things are in, in play as like, cause it's how we portray it. It's like the highlight reel, but really like, you know, we're all kind of just trying to figure it out. So I feel like this, step to learning human design is like really important because now I'm like, okay, I'm seeing this. And now it's just kind of validating some of the things too. Yeah. Validating. That's what I love. That keeps coming up over and over again. It's the validation. And when people feel validated, they can take better action, right? They can be like, okay, now I know this and now I can go on to this, you know, um, on your chart, there are, uh, centers on that body graph and, and, they are like chakras. So human design has chakras and each chakra has a job and you have the centers that are defined, the ones that are colored in, you always have those gifts with you always. And the ones in white, those can be harnessed and tailored 
and practiced and things like that. And, and, and so that's a whole nother skill level. But what I want to talk to you today about is your defined center. So you're the defined center of the sacral, which is your energy center, which is your gift of energy. So, you know, the more that we, you know, are appreciative of the gifts that we have and we recognize that the more that they grow, you know, you also have the defined spleen and the spleen's job is intuition. And this is a gift, right? So this is, um, you have this intuitive hits, right? That come to you that you're just like, this doesn't quite make sense, but this is the direction I need to go into. It's not like explainable. It's just like, you know, almost like a lightning bolt, you know, you can see what's coming next. And you can tell what's going to work out without having the real, you know, mind be like, okay, well, this strategy looks like it should work out. It's just kind of this feeling, this innate feeling within you. So I would love, and you have a lot of different, and we'll go into more details, but um, a lot of areas that are coming off of your intuition with those powers that you have. So I would love to hear, like, how has your intuition guided you professionally? Because so oftentimes we think that business is all done up here in our brain, right? And our brain's a lot of times like, uh, not a good idea, you know? Whereas our intuition knows the pathway and human design teaches us to listen to our body, you know, kick overthinking out to the curb. So have you felt your intuition guide you throughout your career in your coaching? Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, intuition is a like, I feel like there's times where, you know, when you're, when I'm not aligned, I've definitely ignored my intuition and I've looked back hindsight's obviously 2020 and I've been like, wow, like I knew I felt this was not right. And I did it anyways. And, and it's just kind of like so powerful because like you think logically, like the step that I took would make, would have made sense. But I was like, okay, this is the next step. This is what I should do. But in my gut, I'm like, oh, my intuition. I was like, this is not like, I should, I should have listened. Right. And so I feel like I have felt like I had like this, like kind of knowing, like you get like the feeling. Um, and so, I mean, in a lot of things, I, I originally was a sign, um, a sign language teacher and a Spanish teacher way back. And then I had this like, you know, nudge to like go to interpreting and this like intuition. And I never knew it was a career, like as a sign language interpreter, I didn't know it was a career. I didn't know you could do anything. And I was just like, not aligned. I was not happy doing the work that I was doing after like moving around. Cause I, then I was like a manager at an educational center. And I was like, this sign language my mom was like, this sign language thing, like could be something. Um, Um, she's like, you're not happy. So like what? And I I just kind of like, was like, you know what? Like, and it was kind of seemed like an irresponsible decision at the time because I was like, had a job, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to school. And it just, you know, everything kind of aligned too, which kind of like reinforced like that intuitive, like feeling that I had because I, there was a school there and I went back to school, became a sign language interpreter. Um, I like literally quit my job, I think like shortly after that, like within weeks and I just went back to school and I did other jobs like bartending and stuff like that, um, you know, to, to make, to, to have this career and it grew and I became like a, a nationally certified interpreter and, um, and I was like living in my passion doing that. And then obviously when I got into network marketing, that was just something where I 
intuitively knew when it was time, you know, I was dabbling whatever for five years with my network marketing. And I never really realized again, that it could be something that could go into more. And so my intuition one day when we were struggling actually, and a lot of people that know me know this story because I share it, but, um, we were, my husband and I were just recently married. I had my son, um, and you know, we, had an, we were pregnant with my daughter. She, no, she was in daycare. And so we we're struggling because he has, um, he's on the autism spectrum disorder and we needed to get him therapy and I didn't have the money. And, you know, I was with this other company for five years and I was just having fun. It was such a great culture, such a great product, but I just wasn't doing more. And so I had this feeling that I was like, I see all these other women like doing awesome with network marketing. I just need to make a shift because if they can, why can't I? And that was just this like feeling where I needed to do something. And I invested a lot of money that I didn't have. Again, it seemed irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even have a network marketing company when I invested in the program. But I invested in the program to learn the skills because I was like, I'm going to do something different this time. And from there, I mean, uh, that year I made six figures. Um, my first, mm-hmm. like, you know, my first, my first year taking network marketing as serious as I was. So that was about six years in, obviously no overnight successes overnight, (laughs) but um, that intuition led me to make that move, which was scary. But if I didn't listen to it, I would have been in the same situation still probably. And from there, you know, network marketing has changed my life, not only financially, but like the personally, like I've grown so much from the industry, like learning more about myself and meeting amazing people like you, I I wouldn't be here like going through this process. So it's just so huge. Like intuition is really, I think a big part of my success because I was willing to listen. Yes. You were willing to listen and, and willing to look at those fears or those, well, like sometimes we do this pro con list in our head and we're like, well, Okay, obviously I should not do that, but the intuition is saying, yes, do that. And it's unexplainable because we can't see what the next steps are, nor like, you know, sometimes if we do see the next steps, we're like, okay, just kidding, you know, but just stepping onto that allows a pathway to open up that we would have never imagined. And so I love that beautiful um, chance to bring about this life that you would have never had had you not listened to that feeling. And so it strengthens and it goes throughout your chart. So I want to point out a couple more other things on your chart. So there are channels on your chart. Channels are almost like roadways from one energy center to the next energy center and they're colored in and you have the channel, um, uh, 5734, and this is magnetic charisma. You have this, um, charisma that draws people in towards you. You also have this, um, nose for failure. Now this might be like, okay, what? That seems weird. But this nose for failure means you know what will work for success and you know what will not. And so it's tapping in again to these intuitive powers that maybe don't quite make sense, but um, they will down the road, right? In hindsight, they'll be like, oh yeah, that was right, you know? Um, And you have this quick intuitive clarity that um, you can't pre-plan for, right? And when you stop planning, it actually is when the magic happens. Now, um, you also have a couple other parts of your chart that tap into this intuitive nature. So I just want to address these real fast. You have this gate. Now, gates are uh, halfway across. um, And so they're colored in halfway from uh, and they start at an energy center. 
Um, and this is a nose for responsibility. So you have this ability to look at what is, um, what could be, you know, how you need to be responsible, right? In order for things to work out, right? And, but also with that, there's this fear of not being your best, most powerful, successful self, right? There's always this like, oh, am I not quite enough, you know, tapping in through that. And so with this, it's really looking at taking out that scarcity mindset, that lack mindset, and, and flipping into this that like, I have this nose for responsibility of, a, of success, of what's next, of what needs to happen. And there's no limits to what I can do with this. So you have that intuitive nature that's like, okay, here's where we can step into next. Um, but that intuitive nature can also flip back and be like, okay, I don't know. Let's protect you, you know, and make sure you're okay um, with that as well. So um, I um, also, I wanted to point out, there's another gate um, it's no, number 32, and it's a nose for failure. Now, again, these noses, these are really amazing intuitive powers that you have. And you have a bunch more, too, of intuitive powers. So, but it's this, um, you can be worried about failure, but you can also know, again, like, what does failure look like? Again, same thing with this responsibility. What does responsibility really look like, and how can it magnify my responsibility of bringing this message to other people in the world um, to help other people in the coaching world. Um, so you can really see how things can work out in intuitive nature in an intuitive way. So um, I would just love to hear your thoughts on any of this. You're, um, you're smiling and like, yes, yes, and nodding a bunch. And so what, um, as we've gone through that, yeah, what so been thinking about? Yeah, well, it's so funny that you say, like, <laughs> laughing because people that know me, especially, like, my close family and, like, my husband, like, I'm a planner. Like, I like to plan everything out. And obviously, life gets a little bit, like, messy, you know, and we can't plan everything out. And I've had to learn to be more go with the flow. But I'm just laughing because, like, planning everything out. And I'm, I'm kind of experiencing that right now because mm -hmm. part of me is, like, okay, like I talked about, like, revamp this whole coaching program. And I have this, like, overview of like the vision behind what this new program is going to be. Um, and, and I'm excited about it. But then like, when I go to sit down to like plan out every single thing, then I'm like, I'm like, well, but hold on. Like, what if I miss something? Like I want to cater to my client more, be more specific. So it's funny because I, like, I'm literally experiencing this, experiencing this right now where it's kind of like letting go of that. Like, and if I, and I did this the last time with my last coaching program that I'm like kind of upgrading because, you know, times change. And so we got to get current, but right. I just went for it and I didn't have a plan. I launched that thing. Like I didn't have all the courses. People get that took this course and be like, oh my gosh, she didn't know any, she didn't know what she was doing. But <laughs> like, I had a vision for the whole program and, um, like what the, like, you know, the the meat of it was going to be yeah. the goal, but I didn't have like every single little course planned out. And I kind of wanted to feel more like organized, you know, and I'm very organized in a sense where I like, I do all my content, I batch all the things and I do plan certain things. But with this particular piece, like I, like you said, it's kind of like letting go of that because when I had that launch, um, that was kind of like, I felt was like, you know, chaotic because in my mind, it wasn't like, 
X, Y, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It wasn't all lined out, um, but it ended up being a five-figure launch. And um, it was it was great. And, and the people in that program, like, we had such a good time. We bonded. It was, like, so amazing. Like, at the end, we cried. I didn't want it to be over. Like, that's how much I love my clients. <laughs> but it was just, like, so good. Um, and so that's kind of, like, what you're telling me right now is basically, like, you know, kind of just go for it with what I have the vision that I have, because I know it's going to turn out something amazing. And it will give me that ability to adapt to my clients more, you know, if it's not all planned all the time, it doesn't have to be all perfectly lined up, you know? And so that's, that's hard for me. Um, because I do like that, but also I've seen the other side of it too, and how it works out. Yes. Well, and that, um, like, I think so oftentimes we think having a plan equals everything's going to go better, smoother, be more successful. And actually a lot of times, especially with your intuitive powers, having a framework is what you want to go off of is this is my framework. And when you engage your generator powers, because your superpowers are your, I'm going to get this done, you know, and you tie it in with your intuition, you can do anything. You can launch whatever you want. You can show up for your clients in all the ways possible. And, and then with your 6-2 as well, backing you up. All these areas are backing you up. They have your back. And so the beauty is there in the steps that you take and know that you won't fail because you have the nose for what is success. You have the nose for what is this responsibility going to look like. But it's more that responsibility of what is that mantle of vision that you have for yourself and for your clients? That's what you always need to tap into. And sometimes generators get so um, in the weeds, I guess, you know, that they're not seeing this greater picture because they're like task oriented. Let's go, let's go, you know, but it's seeing this greater vision of harnessing what is the mantle of your vision that you want to keep and always going back to that and using your intuitive powers to navigate those next steps and it will come and it will be more beautiful, just like what you said, than you would ever imagine. So um, so funny that you say living in the weeds because <laughs> I feel like I do do that you know like I have people coming to me being like how do you do all that you do and I'm like mm, sometimes I take off like bite off a little bit more than I can chew because like I feel like that's like what we do um so like yeah I'm, I'm trying to get to this phase of like not living in the weeds and just kind of like enjoying, you know, and tapping into, like you said, these gifts. That's why I was like so excited to do this um, because it's so insightful. Um, so, so amazing. I just loved everything. Oh, I'm so glad. I have loved everything too. This has been an amazing conversation. And um, where can people connect with you, Kristen? Where can they coach with you? Where can they find you? Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Yes. I would love, you know, to, to work with anyone that's like wanting, you know, to, really systemize their life and monetize their message to grow a business, but they can connect with me in my Facebook group, which is hot mess to six figure success club. Um, or just find me on Facebook. I, my name is at the bottom here. I know it's a little funky. Um, or you can look up more to motherhood, um, and Facebook and I should come up too, but yeah, I would love it. And I mean, seriously, like everyone needs to learn their human design type. I'm like such a fan. I'm like ready to like, I'm like going to go type all my kids now and my husband after this, like I could get like really lost in this. It's just so amazing. 
It is. I'm so glad. It's so fascinating. It really is. Well, thank you, Kristen, for being a part of the show today. And um, we're grateful to have you on. Oh, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Wasn't that amazing? Right. And, and generators, um, is this, isn't this, isn't this how you feel, right? This like being in the weeds, right? Looking at this vision as, um, a part of your daily to do's almost right. And tapping into that nature. Now I am excited because we have a beautiful masterclass workshop. Actually, it's a workshop coming up. And if you, in a couple of weeks, actually, and it is become a powerful, profitable, purposeful boss. And we're going to do it workshop style so that we're actually working through some of these issues using your human design to tailor your experience. And so it's going to be an experience and you're not going to want to miss it. We're celebrating the year of become and become was launched a year ago and it's gone into six different countries and worldwide on this scale of helping people to really develop their own human design gifts and to bring abundance into their world with that. So make sure you drop masterclass. Um, yeah, let's do masterclass below and we'll get you the workbook and get you all registered for that as well. And I'm excited to do this. I've, this is a brand new workshop that we're really going to be working through issues together and showing you how you can become to attract and to maintain that powerful, profitable, purposeful boss that's all inside of you. All right, everybody, let's rise to thrive. Hey mama, real quick before you go, if this episode helped you in some way, or you got value or learned something new from today's episode, or you just feel more inspired right now, the number one way that you can thank me is to leave me a five-star written review. That is the number one thing I ask for showing up for you guys each week is a quick written review right over on the Apple podcast app. I'd be so, so grateful. Thank you so much for being here. Just know that you can create the life of your dreams and turn your passion and purpose into your paycheck. Until next time, mama, don't forget you are called for more.